Hey, hey, SchoolOnTheTalk.com with Allie Adorigo and Dwayne Bremmett. Allie, how are you, sir? I am doing awesome. I'm about to mute the sound on my computer so I don't have any feedback. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm awesome that we're online. I'm happy that we're finally online. Holy mackerel, what a pain in the neck. Sometimes I don't know why I have this problem. I'm going to have to have my tech guy find out why always the camera is an issue. You never have this problem. Uh, I don't know. Maybe once. I don't recall. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, so we're here right now. Sorry to the listeners and everyone watching that we um, haven't, uh, you know, that we're a little late. But uh, apologies, but we're here now. That's right. That's right. And and uh, we've got a uh, timely discussion, I guess, from uh, what we, you know, kind of talked about a little bit back and forth. Um, so oh, you're hearing me now, aren't you? Yeah, now. We never have this. Okay, I'm muted there on the computer. Um, oh, your own computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, it, it is kind of funny because, you know, it, it's really serendipitous, right? You and I chat about an idea. Um, sometimes we come up with a concept, right? And then, then I, you and I, we run into our friends, our clients, other martial arts school owners reach out to us and they're like, hey, I'm having this crazy day. And it kind of, coincides and it's a, the it's a, in alignment with what we're going through and what's happening in our lives so it's pretty interesting right absolutely so today we're talking about making the tough decisions uh, for our school uh, for our business um, and this was brought about you know for me anyways brought about that I had the, a couple things happen this week but one uh, had a conversation with a, a, a friend a client if you will of ours, and um, he had some, uh, uh, you know, parenting uh, problems, uh, some right. issues that were happening with regards to uh, parents that are in his uh, in his program, and they weren't following the rules. They just uh, weren't following what what the rules that he had given. And so we talked about the fact that you know, one, have you you know, did you make sure that they know that there's a three-strike rule or did you know that there's no cell phones, uh, you know, loud loud cell phone talking, blah, 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 those type of things. And we, I wanted to make sure that everybody, you know, obviously was prefaced with these things, even though you and I both know that some of these things, they're just common sense, right? You don't get right. on your cell phone right. and talk super loud and then you're interrupting the class, especially if you're not in some sort of, uh, walled off spot that the that the you know sound isn't traveling and those type of things. So, right, we talked about a lot of those things, and he, you know, he had to have uh, some tough conversations uh, or going to have some tough conversations with individuals. And he's like, man, I just I feel bad for this or I feel bad for that. And I and and, and I just told him, I said, look, you know, number one, you're not the bad guy. Uh, you have these rules that are set in place for certain reasons, and they're there for everybody's enjoyment. Not just yeah. your enjoyment, but primarily for your enjoyment. But they're there for everybody's enjoyment. And when someone decides to break the rules, they have activated those rules be set in place or those rules right. to be activated. And so I so said, you've got to understand that it's not your um, – it's not you being the bad guy. It's actually the other person being the bad guy. You just so – you know, you're going to enforce the rules that are already there. Now, you're actually the bad guy if you don't enforce the rules. Right. And so we talked a little bit about that, and, and uh, which was good when we kind of talked those things through because he's doing, obviously, his 
he would be doing his other clients a disservice if when those rules are activated, if he doesn't follow through uh, with those consequences. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And, and one thing I might I might add to this is, like you said, that, you know, um, the rules are there for our enjoyment. Um, I think, though, that there are many other reasons, obviously, and I think I know for many other reasons that rules are super important. I mean, um, you know, that whole entire concept of anarchy and people just do – like, I'll give you an example. I just had um, – uh, a family come in the other day and their kids going to, you know, getting for class and he has to put on his uniform. So the kid's like six. They just strip him down naked to his underwear in the middle of our lobby. I'm like, you know, that's probably not the most appropriate thing to do. Can you please go in the bathroom? One rule. It just makes everyone feel uncomfortable. The other day I go in my school and I notice there there's noise in the back yoga room where a lady rents from me. She's a tenant, right? And I hear noise and I know she's not there. I open the door and there's a grandparent changing his kid in the yoga room. I'm like, what are you doing in here? Like, what made you think that you could just go into someone else's room and do what you want? So there are rules in place. And he's like, oh, well, the bathroom was busy and we have to get going. I'm like, but it doesn't give you the right to be able to just walk into a room that's not mine or yours to go into. Like, it's like invasion of privacy and, and you know, uh, trespassing, right? But some people, these are why the rules are there. And it's not just for the enjoyment. It's for that safety. It's for the, for the whole entire protocol of your business. Absolutely. And now I know that there's other podcasts that we've done uh, with regards to making rules for your business. Uh, right. And kind of we went through some of those things with regards to what those rules are. But I think what I'd like to discuss on this call is uh, just, one, hopefully to empower individuals so that they know that it's okay to follow through with those rules. And really you are the bad guy if you don't follow through with the rules, yeah. even if it means losing a student or a potential student. I've got a, right. uh, I've got a big one that I want to talk about and we can get into that uh, in a little bit if you want, just because it yeah. happened just this week and I will be today sitting down uh, with that parent. But I know that, you know, every, every Wednesday, uh, like, you know, the time we're doing this podcast, you've already gone out with some of your other martial arts friends. You do breakfast and those mm -hmm. type of things. And, you, and, and I know that there's some things that you want to discuss, which, you know, kind of fall in line with making tough decisions. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. It, it you know, just last night about midnight, I get a text from one of my good buddies, Gian Andrew, who's been on the call with us before. And he's like, um, he's like, I'm just, are you meeting for breakfast tomorrow? I'm like, sure. He's like, I'm stressing out, you know, and I'm like, hey, so, and then, and then I got to breakfast this morning and my, my one buddy, are you saying that needs to be adjusted? My one buddy had said to me, um, he said, uh, oh yeah, I had the most stressful week, you know? Um, so it's funny. It, it, it's like, it's in the environment, it's in the air, like these, you know, we are, we're kind of like in this some sort of, um, I forget what they called it. Do you remember the story of the hundred and something gorillas or something like that where of, uh, monkeys, where one monkey started cracking open a, a coconut shell a certain way, and they said that within, within hours the entire population on that particular island just knew intuitively, and they were all doing it. So it's like, I forget what they call the hundred monkey theory. I know they said it's been disproven before, but I mean, it's like that whole thing where we go through the same thing all the time, and it's amazing. So um, I'm, I'm amazed at how much we're in sync and we live thousands of miles away from each other. Right? So, right. so well, it's, just, it's just being an entrepreneur, right? It's just dealing with uh, with people is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. And, 
Uh, I'm not saying that I don't love people. I, I do. Uh, but, um, and even in my situation, again, we're, we're going to get into this in a minute, but, you know, I, I was weightlifting with my friend Jason, who we go on Tuesday, Thursday nights, and we, we lift weights together, and I was telling him about this. And, uh, you know, I was telling him the ideas that I have and what I want to move forward and what I think I'm going to do with regards to this par- uh, parent. And he goes, he goes, yeah, because what I want to do is extreme. Um, and, and he said, yeah, but, you know, you're, you're a Christian martial arts studio, you know, shouldn't you, right. uh, you know, shouldn't you kind of, uh, you know, show a little bit more love? And, and uh, you know, my thought behind that was I, I am actually showing them love because yeah. I, I, I'm not going to press charges mm-hmm. as long as they leave. So and we'll again we'll get into talking about uh, about that in a, in, yeah. in, in a little bit. But anyways, you were you were saying that uh, you know we go through the same things uh, even though we're thousand yeah. miles away. Well, it's it's interesting, right? Like so, making those hard decisions, right? And and quite often, and you know, just to give clarity to the topic, right? As an owner, I've been doing this for twenty eight, going on twenty nine years, right? A good portion of what I've done in my life had um, had worked from me using trusting my gut, like going with intuition and decisions that I just felt were the right decisions to make. Now, some worked out for me, but the majority of the time where I used my my heart and my emotions to help me make a decision, in the long run, it ended up sticking me, right? But then I go back and as you know, let's, and, and by the way, you're much more religious than I am. I'm more of a spiritualist, right? And I kind of practice a little, my mostly of Buddhism. But, um, you know, the whole turning of the other cheek, you know, forgive and forget, or, you know, and, and all of these things is what we practice as just generally good human beings, right? But I found that a lot of those times they've ended up kicking me in the teeth, right? So, like, examples are where you keep students longer than you should, they give you a hard time, they turn other people against you, they complain about everything, they hassle you over every little thing, and you go, hey, it's just them, that's the way they are, you know, don't worry about it, let's let's deal with it, it's part of who we are, right? And um, and then they end up, you know, quitting and, and, you know, taking all the people they know because they befriended them to a different school or or employees that do the same and open up their own school and they and they, like the Pied Piper, they bring the clients that like them with them. So I found that my gut intuition is always good in nature, but it's not great in business decisions. I found that the times that I was cutthroat and straight and logical, those were the best business decisions that I ever made. Yes, emotions got hurt. People got hurt. They didn't like it. And they didn't like it because they were upset with my quick decision-making for the right reasons, right? So, so I once had an employee, he said to me, the only reason why I quit, it, I haven't quit, is because you never fired me. And I'm like, well, yeah, and I should have fired him like a thousand times, but I let him go. Um, this is frustrating, is this on my headset sometimes. But you know what I mean? So is it good, or can you hear it? Yeah, now it's good. Yeah, I think it's when you turn your head to the right. Uh, isn't that weird, <laughs> right? So then anyway, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so the, I say trust your gut and be more clinical, more surgical, more logical, and follow rules. Don't bend the rules because if you bend that old saying, give an inch, they'll take a yard. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that true? Right? So true. So do you want to jump into some really quick things or you want me to give you an example of what I went through just recently? 
Yeah, go ahead, and then uh, I want to talk about the situation because I I, I want to propose a few different scenarios, and then uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, but unless right. you unless you talk me out of it into something different. Right. Well, I'll give you a funny story. So last night, one of my top guys, Ryan, Reggie Ryan, uh, called me and he said, listen, I have a parent that the, the, the parents are divorced. The mom is a great mom and the son is with the mom. The dad is kind of a little bit absentee. He doesn't get involved too much with the martial arts, although he's done the martial arts before. So I try to stay in touch with both of them. So um, he calls up and my guy, Renji Ryan, contacts him about a test that's going on. So the guy's like, okay, um, yeah, I can't make it to the test. He's like, well, why, why did you want us to call you? Well, can you call my girlfriend and give her all the information? So um, he's like, yeah, you call my girlfriend and let her know. And this is his, the, the mother's ex-husband's girlfriend. So Ryan hangs up and says to me, I don't feel obligated to have to call the girlfriend. I don't feel obligated to have to make it another phone. Well, why can't he just tell his girlfriend about the test date if he wants, right? So I'm like, sometimes I said that Ryan is an experience. Sometimes we bend over backwards. We do what we can to keep the client happy. But then he brought up a point, good point. He says, what if the girlfriend and the mother don't get along? Now I'm inviting the girlfriend and the mother, you know, I'm like, I get it. It's just too much drama. He goes, I don't want to be involved in all this drama. So, you, you know, we should have certain rules in place and we have to be careful of what we do and how we act and the decisions that we make. And, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll text the dad and say, listen, if you want your girlfriend to come, this is the date, tell her. Now it's up to him, and it's all on him. I'm not going to be in the middle of their family drama, and it just saves us stress of us having to deal with it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and, and those are, you know, really potentially red flags, in my opinion. And right. with regards to my situation, I have a, uh, I would say it's a it's a it's a sister and a brother that are steps, right? Stepsister, stepbrother type thing that are in our trial program for this summer. Well, going back to the beginning of summer, we did an, uh, an orientation. Now the ad was. Um, you it's thirty nine dollars for eight weeks, and the first seven to register get a free uniform. Well, this family was not one of the first seven, so at the orientation they did not get a uniform. But the mom wasn't didn't bring them. It was the stepdad that brought uh, one of them. Didn't bring both of them. Only brought one of them. And I'll tell you why the other one didn't come in a minute. Right. Well. Uh, uh, the, the, the mom then starts text or calling us and my program director is talking to her on the phone and saying, you know, well, you know, they had to be one of the first seven, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I was told. So anyways, the following week she comes into the studio and she's complaining about the fact that she was told that she should have, she was going to get a uniform. And I said, well, the ad, how did you hear about this? She said, well, I heard about it from so-and-so and such and such. I said, so you never saw the ad? She goes, no, I just called about it. So, okay, I get that she didn't see the ad, but the ad still states that only seven people get the uniform. And she's complaining still that our program director told her that she'd get a uniform. So I understand that our program director said that when you come in, we'll fit you. Well, you know, it, it, well, she probably said if you're one of the first seven, you'll fit you for the uniform. You assumed that you were one of the first seven. But she says that to everybody. Right. 
Um, but I'll, here's what I'll do is I'll go ahead and give a uniform to both the kids. I bent over, right? I did. Mm -hmm. So uh, fast forward, we have T-shirt summer where you can buy a T-shirt. This is one of them. You can buy a T-shirt for the summer. You can wear the T-shirt yeah, yeah. as opposed to wearing a karate top, you know, that type of thing. So um, I get informed on Monday that she came into the office because she said that her T-shirts were stolen, that they got the – she set them down on the chair last class and that they were stolen. And then, you know, my program director said, well, you know, we have a lost and found, so maybe they – you know, so she, it's over here. So she goes digging through the box in the lost and found, finds a, finds a shirt, walks out with it. And I talked to my program director, and she said, well – you know, it's funny because that shirt that she found over there certainly looks a lot bigger than the one that I, I remember her buying. But maybe I'm wrong. I said, well, you know. But then I said, you know, to my program director, on the wall, there was one small little yellow T-shirt left. And I said, now it's gone. She goes, oh, she uh, wanted that. And I said, well, did you sell it? She goes, no, I didn't sell it. So I looked up in the records. It wasn't sold. So I went on my video camera. I, huh. She took it off the wall. This mom takes it off the wall, puts it on this little kid who's not even in our program. So then I get to talking to my program director a little bit more, and I said, um, you know what, I'm going to go back, and I'm just going to start watching through the night here. So lo and behold, lo and behold, um, actually, before, before I do that, I call her, and I said, hey, uh, you know, my program director, I'm not using names, but our program director, so-and-so, you know, this is what I said, Mrs. So-and-so, said that you were going to buy that T-shirt. Oh, yeah, my, my daughter is supposed to come back in and pay you. And, and uh, she was going to – and I, I, she goes, she was going to bring the $20 in. I said, well, you know, it, it, there's, there's tax. She goes, yeah, it's $21.25. So then as soon as she gave me the right amount, I'm like, okay, she must have talked. And she did. She did talk to the program director about that shirt, but never bought it. Right, right? So right. she used that excuse. So then I go back and I start looking at the video even more. Come to find out, she does go into the office, find in the loss and found a, uh, a shirt. Now, I don't know if that was hers or not. But then walks out, sets it in one of the chairs where her purse is. Then she turns to her right, and she walks over to the other shirts. She grabs another gray one like this, just like the one she took out of the office. Then she walks over and grabs that yellow one. Then she walks back over to her spot, takes the two gray ones, matches them together and makes them look as if they are one and folds them up. Ugh. So now remind you, right, remember this. I, I, I tell her on the phone about the one shirt that I know she took, and she knows I know right. that she took. She right. didn't divulge the information about stealing a second one. You see what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So it, to me, she actually stole both. Right. And so... <clears throat> I'm going to sit down with her today. I'm going to show her the video. And I'm going to just tell her, you know, hey, look, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but here's how we're going to move forward. I'm not going to press charges, and you're going to take your kids and never come back here again. Right. Your thoughts. You do that. I mean, so, so the topic is hard decisions, right? And that's a great decision, but it's so hard. Like, I'm – I'm actually drained hearing you talk about this. Like, I find, like, I don't get depressed. Like, I'm a pretty happy guy. I find, like, my form of depression is exhaustion. 
Like when things are pre- pressuring me or I have to make hard decisions or I'm upset about something, I get super tired. I can take a nap, which is probably a form of depression, right? Sadness, you know. But um, I find these things, I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I mean, that's crazy. So my advice is, of course, you know, let them go. Just be done with it, right? And it's easy. It's a logical decision. You and I talk all the time privately. But it's not easy to do, though. It's hard. Right. Well, my, my friend Jason, who I lived with, he said to me, he go, again, brought up the whole Christian aspect of it. He said, you know, look, you could just tell her that she'll have to have a guardian come and bring them, but she's no longer welcome on the present uh, premise. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but you know what, though? Like, then who really needs that? Because eventually down the road, she's going to want to come to a test. She's going to want to, you know, and by the way, I can guarantee you, you're going to accuse her, and she's, you have all the evidence that you could take her to court and press charges. However, I can guarantee you she's going to deny it, even though you have video footage. It's like almost, you know, like you're going to be the bad guy. She'll talk about you badly on social media, you know, and all this stuff. So um, you probably should say to her, listen, I'm, I have to let you go. These are the reasons why I'm doing it. And um, I'm not going to press charges. And please don't make a big deal out of this, because if you do say negative things about my school, I will press charges, like that kind of thing. Well, I can't say that because that's blackmail. So I can't do that. Well, I don't know. Is Can't it blackmail? I mean, obviously, you're telling her that you, you're not going to do it for that reason. Is it really? I, I don't know. I would probably do you that and say that. I'm telling yeah. you, you can't do that. You cannot do okay. that. Okay. Okay, well, there now, is that's a hard not to say, That's not to say, but see, that's not to say that I can't go ahead and press charges later if she decides to do that. But right. I can't hold that over her head because that's blackmail. Right. Blackmail that you're not going to have her arrested? I can't hold that over her head because I'm just telling you. Okay. I, I would think that that would be legal. But um, anyway, what the hell do I know? Um, I'll give you another example. And I don't want to I, – I just the other day I was dumbfounded. My, my daughter and I were teaching. And I have in my drink machine, my top row of drinks is a dollar. Every other drink is $2. So somehow I didn't pay attention. I put $2 drinks at the top. So this dad, honorable dad, comes up to me and says, listen, we just got our drink for $1, um, but it's a $2 drink. And I said, oh, okay, so what do you want to do about it? He says, yeah, your loss. And he walked out with the drink for a buck. He goes, I'll take the discount this time. And I'm like, oh. I look at my daughter. I'm, I'm like, you know, like I'm blown away by the pe- ethics of people, um, you know, like of how, how people act and what they do. And I'm literally like, I literally was dumbfounded where we both, both my daughter and I looked at each other and we were dumbfounded. We are going like, oh, okay. Just basically, I, like, I stole a dollar from you. And, and, I mean, I have people stealing all the time. I hate it. I hate to say it. But, I mean, I have my drink machine in my East Island school. It's an open and closed refrigerator. You don't put the money in and pay. You have to go, hey, I took a drink. And um, I, I've been tracking how many drinks inventory and how much money I've made. I have $3 in sales and about 33 drinks disappear. Now, I don't know if they're my students doing it, my staff doing it, or people from that rent from me doing it. So now I have to lock and have a lock on the refrigerator. So it's just amazing. And I've had that in the past where I lost tons of money. We never made money on our drink machine until I put in a machine where you pop the money in and then the drink comes out because people would steal. Who, who uh, wrote that I, I would not show her the video? Who, who was that? Oh, oh um, that's uh, Sensei Bodansky, good friend of mine from Putnam, Connecticut, and he runs uh, Quest Martial Arts Centers. I'm kind of curious why he uh, says that I shouldn't show her the video. I'd like so, to know that. So, um, you can type that out. Yeah. So, uh, Sensei Budansky, can you type out why you wouldn't you wouldn't share the video? And 
And by the way, there's a lot of great comments, and there's a good amount of people on today, and we had some great comments, and people were saying that, uh, you know, I, uh, for me, I could send the message through text, which is Spark, which I'm going to do. Um, you know, Richard Hackworthy wrote, um, every time that you give too much, people lose sight of the gratitude and feel like they deserve everything, which is so true. This is another reason why rules are important. Um, James, uh, Brett Dunlap, he wrote, uh, it, it should be a huge part, and this was in regards to uh, rules in the school of the onboarding process, and he said, Ali's initial manual, part of the close, um, you know, using a video to explain the rules and regulations, which you do as well, um, which is great. Uh, one, Richard wrote, we do a great show, by the way, which is awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, and then he also wrote, uh, press charges. She's going to be leaving negative reviews about you anyway. Let the court inform her that she's not allowed to leave negative reviews. And, and then he wrote, um, she can argue it was a mistake. That's what the video is. That's why he wrote. Yeah, right? it's like, how is that a mistake? But maybe, yeah, I guess maybe I just say, look, I have video uh, of you stealing. And, uh, yeah, man. So, see, now I didn't even think about going in and, and actually, you know, um, pressing charges. Like, that, right. that, to me, I just want them out of there. But maybe, maybe I should. Yeah, you know, here, I look at it like this. You know, my buddy, Soke John, John Oschlager, who I wish one day we could get him on this call. I don't think he does the calls because he has a hearing aid and he doesn't really hear that well, so he won't want to do a call. So that's why he's been avoiding it like crazy. Um, but I'd love to have him on there. But he talks to me at breakfast. He goes like this. He holds his hands up. He goes, this is about how much stress I want to deal with. He goes, this is my tolerance level. He goes, years ago, it was around my body. I could tolerate everything. People did things, said things, acted crazily. I could tolerate. He goes, now I got this much tolerance for people. He's like, you know, he's 70 years old. Um, he's, you know, kind of like, you know, getting to that point of where he just doesn't want to deal with it. And I feel that way sometimes, too. Like, people are like, well, what's the discount? What can I have? I'm like, not really anything. You know, like, I'm at the point where I'm almost like I don't want to bend over backwards to try to get people right. to realize how great things are, how lucky they are, what a great deal they're getting, what an incredible um, instruction they're getting. So is it worth it to you? That's why I brought that up. Is it worth it to you to go press charges, go do this, go do that? Maybe just don't renew them. Say, listen, you know, our program is full, and uh, we, we we can't have you train anymore. And, um, and you know, if they ever say to you, hey, why? And you say, well, there's a lot of reasons, you know, and the reason being is if you had taken or stolen shirts. I don't know if I would deal with the stress. I don't know. Am I getting weak? <laughs> ask the viewers, am I getting weak? Am I getting lazy? Am I getting too complacent? Or is it just not worth my energy anymore? I'd rather watch mm. Yellowstone on, on the PBS rather than stay up late at night. Because I tell you, I will not sleep. If that happened to me, I would not be sleeping. I'd be getting two hours of sleep a night, pacing my living room. You know, I would, I, it would ruin my sleep. Is that good for my health? Is that good for your health, that stress? I wonder, though. What What does everyone else think of? Um, Sensei Hackworth wrote press charges. That's the one uh, uh, Sensei Gudansky wrote. She can argue it was a mistake. Don't leave room to wiggle. Um, Sensei Hackworth wrote, I kicked someone out for a similar reason. Within one hour, they had posted negative reviews on three different sites. So, mm. yeah, hey, listen, people are going to post reviews whether you like it or not. I had a guy, and we've talked about this, post a review from 2000 and, uh, 2002 as if it were yesterday. It was actually 1999 when he posted it, and he uh, when he that he's talking about, and he posted it in 2018. So, like, you know, uh, 19 plus, 20 plus years later, he was posting it as if it were yesterday, and he's 
writing a negative review about my school in the lobby and, and a car I was driving in, in the 1990s. It was amazing to see. So people just love spewing toxic, uh, toxic um, words. So, so what, what, what do you, listeners, what do you think? Should Dwayne bother? Should he just tell him not to train? Should you, should you turn the other cheek and just let it go and say, hey, listen, we oh, no, 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 it. no, I'm not letting it go. You know, yeah, so like, so, so what do you do? You just say, okay, I, I, I would tell him, and then my opinion would be to tell him that they can't train anymore, and these are the reasons why that you saw a video of her taking shirts that she shouldn't have and that she didn't pay, and, and um, that's feeling. You can't walk out of Macy's or a department store and say, oops, I, I forgot to pay. It was a mistake. You know, you know you're going to get it, charges pressed against you for stealing the minute you leave with the items. Whether you knew it or not and slipped it into your bag accidentally, you're, you're stealing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, see, and I already had the conversation on the phone, obviously, like I said, about the one shirt. So she knows I know about the one shirt. So that one is a mistake. It, it, even if it was a stolen, it's considered a mistake now because – you know, I kind of said, yeah, well, then just bring the money on Wednesday, that type of thing. But, but right. that, the, the, the first shirt, the gray one that she took off the wall, that, that one's not a mistake. You know, yeah. should I, you know, see, you know, today she comes in, I get the money and, and then just say, well, you know, what about the money for the second one? Yeah. What about the money for the other ones you took? Well, what other ones did I take? Well, I have it on video that you took the shirts and you took it. Like, what's going on here? Like, almost like, you know, reprimanding a child. But I have to say, though, I, I wish, you know, it's funny. I have my one student, his name is Greg. Um, he's an old school student of mine, right? And he always is like, I hear, you know, sometimes he's working on my house. He last, for the last three weeks, he's been doing a bathroom right across from me, right, you know, over here. And he'd hear me doing conversations with coaching and us doing our calls and stuff. And he'd always, after I'm done, go, I'm amazed that you have to deal with this stuff. He goes, everyone thinks you're just teaching karate. He goes, I'm amazed that people would steal from you. He goes, they're supposedly your students. And I, I literally have to tape the DVD cases closed on my, which is scotch tape, but I still find them thumbnailed open and the DVD missing out of the case. So my students want their purple belt level material or whatever it may be, and they're stealing the DVD to learn my stuff and train under me, and, and they're stealing it from me rather than going, Maybe I should just give it, give $20 to Sheehan for, for making this great video and thanking him. Like, I just don't get the logic, the mindset of people these days. I mean, it's not these days, any days, right? It was just, you just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should just get the law involved and be done with it. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, listen, everyone who's listening, there's a bunch of you on here. What do you think? Should Dwayne get the police involved and make a phone call? And, um, you know, Frank Burgess, all the way from Bermuda, the, you know, the terrible, ugly island of Bermuda, uh, <laughs> that he lives in this gorgeous tropical oasis on a daily basis. Um, uh, he got on here late, but wrong is wrong. Cut your losses and get rid of the bad influence that will spread like a cancer. That's his thought. And um, yeah, Well, either right. way, I'm going to get rid of that. He's right. they're, they're all right. But do I press charges or do I just yeah. confront? That's the question. Or do you – so you're dead set on getting them out and kicking them out? Uh, yeah, they, they can't be there. Okay, so then you know. that's that. I mean, so then my opinion for a – even though it's a misdemeanor, and but then you got to go to court and all that stuff, 
just like a bounced check, someone writes a bounced check and then that's fat and they never make good on that check and they get merchandise, that's stealing as well. Um, so you can't like write a check and cancel the check for services and products, so that's stealing. So the real question is, do you want to spend the time? Do you want the aggravation? Do you want that in your heart? And forget it. We know it's wrong, and we know the right thing to do is to do it. But then at the same time, is it the right thing for you, for your spirit, for your energy, for, for 15 or $20, like whatever it costs you for those two shirts? You know what? You're like – Cut your losses. It's a it's a loss of inventory, you know, and you just let it go, right? Like I, I don't well, know. Even if, even if I have her pay me, if I say, look, you you got to pay me for those two shirts, or you guys can't continue. Right. You know, I I still am going to be looking behind my back every time they're there, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I know. Okay, and, but how, however, though. Now she's knowing that she probably didn't know you had a camera system, right? She probably didn't know she was being watched. She probably thought she's getting away with murder. And I often wonder how much of this actually goes on. You know, hey, listen, I've had employees steal from me. I, I don't know if I told you this. I had one employee years ago who ran my store, a Touch of Zen, and um, uh, a nice kid, young guy. I thought he was a good kid, you know, probably in his mid-20s, 21, 23, somewhere around there. And um, one day I just happened to be driving by my dojo. It's like 1.45 a.m. in the morning, and I see a car on the side of my building. No, my building's got like a little alleyway near the dumpster, and I'm like, what the heck is that? So I pull into the next parking lot, and I walk around. I think I may have told you this story. And I look up, and I'm watching. He's in the dumpster throwing out boxes, right? And oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, interesting, right? And I'm like, wow, what? I look over, then he's putting them in the trunk of his car. And then as he's got, like, he's back in the dumpster, I walk over while he's in the dumpster. I'm like, hey, I'm not even going to mention his name. What's going on? I'll call him Joe. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Oh, no, nothing. I'm just throwing stuff out of my trunk into the dumpster. I figured if you don't mind, I'm like, nah, okay, let's see what's in the boxes in your trunk. And I open it up, and it's uniforms. So his gimmick was he'd load the uniforms in boxes, throw it out as if it were garbage, come back that night, take it out of the dumpster, and then sell those uniforms to make profit, stealing from me all along. So I said, take everything out of your trunk right now, take that other stuff out of the dumpster, put it off to the side, and you're fired. You're not getting your last paycheck, and I'm going to give you five minutes to get out of here, or I'm going to kick the crap out of you. And he peeled out of there, never to be seen again. But this is, who knows how long it was going on? You know, oh, I don't know where all this merchandise is going. You know, I don't know why we don't, we bought 22 sets of Tompa and we only got one left and we sold three. Like, you, you got to watch stuff. I mean, this is why we always say, watch your money. Because no one else will watch it for you. They'll just watch it coming out of your pocket. They'll watch it coming into their pocket, but they're never going to watch your bottom line and it's scary. So, um, Frank wrote, stealing your joy more than your product, right? Yeah, so that's, he's right, right? They're taking away your happiness, right? And then um, Brett wrote, uh, I wouldn't even want them to come in, do a phone cancel canceling, cancellation. So he's like, yeah, you don't even want to talk to them in person. But, but maybe, I, I don't know, dude, it's a hard one. Maybe you say, uh, you say, hey, listen, pay me for the shirts and don't ever do that again. And then maybe they'll turn into the best people ever or, you know, you right, you might have that stress. Do you want to do that? As a Christian man, doesn't what are you what are you torn about with? Like, are you torn with turning the other cheek and forgiving and forgetting, or you know, like where, no. where does it bring you? No, I, I I I'm not. My my heart goes out to the kids that they have to suffer yeah. because of you know the parents' wrongdoing. Uh, yeah. That's that's where my heart goes out to. But there 
in my opinion, though, there's red flags even prior to this. And one of them was the pushing, being pushy about the uniforms that they supposedly thought that they were going to get during yeah. the trial. Yeah. And then secondarily, <clears throat> she was bad-mouthing her uh, ex-husband repeatedly to my program director and then also to me uh, because, they, you know, that ex-husband did not bring their uh, little one to uh, to the, the orientation because, right, you know, he's this type of person, blah, 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 blah whatever. Right, right. And it was quite – it was too much. It was too much information just getting to meet somebody. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And I know that some people are a little more free with their information than others. I get that. Yeah. Um, but – and, and and some of those people are never a problem, but there was just multiple red flags to me, if, if that makes sense. And and I get, and, and here's, here's the other thing is I've already talked to my head instructor, and he's like, well, what are you going to do, kick him out? Right. I mean, that was his first, that was his first thought. So my other yeah. – the other side of me is like, okay, if I don't do it, what does my top guy think about that? That matters right. to me. Does that right. make sense? It totally does. And it goes back to my guy asking me why we have to call the girlfriend of the father, right? Like, I mean, what are we, the messenger service? Like, I get that. And, he's a, and then in my head, though, I'm going over-the-top customer service, go above and beyond, give them everything they need, you know, be the purple cow and stand <laughs> out above all. You know, and, you know, all the business things where years ago, dude, you know what I would have been done? Like, what are you talking about calling your girlfriend? What am I? I'm the sensei. I'm not your secretary. Call, call your own girlfriend. Like, but they would, and if but you they don't like it, get the heck out of here. I know. They, and it, but they they had, had, everybody had more cooth back then. Everybody had more cooth back then. Yeah. <clears> so <throat> I wonder, though, you know, and my, my daughter and I, um, we just did a, um, a FaceTime live on my lunchtime chat. And we were chatting about this the other day while we did our lunchtime chat. And, um, you know, it, and then afterwards we had a conversation about the generations, the millennials, the X, the Y, you know, all those different generations. And I'm thinking back, like, where did it really shift? And I think that it started to shift early in the mid-90s where people were really kind of in the, the we, 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 my, my, my world, because I, I got resistance, but not nearly as much resistance when I said, hey, listen, if you don't come to the next parents' night out, don't come back. Or if you don't go to the next tournament, don't train. Um, now I'm trying to do whatever I can to help people and change people's mindsets. I'm so easy to do whatever. It's, uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It might be good for business. Maybe we're slowly nurturing the mindset differently on the, on the X generation. Um, or are we shooting ourselves in the foot? So I, I do fall and seem to think that you should say, okay, you're done. Um, we don't, we can't service you anymore. And, um, you know, we, you know, you should still pay me for those shirts that you have. Well, my thought is they paid $39 for eight weeks for both kids. So the shirts are paid right. for. Okay. And, and if you complained about that, I would just say, you know, Hey, look, uh, uh, I gave you those uniforms, even though you weren't supposed to get them. So the thirty-nine dollars covers the uniforms too. So right, right, yeah. I mean, I would play a little bit of hardball with them and be done with it because yeah, if they, if you know, listen, there are those people like the the guy who said I'll I'll take the discount. What he should have did, in my opinion, now, I don't really, I I feel a little offended where he didn't say no, no, you deserve here's your dollar. You know, that's the honorable thing to do. Like I, I don't know what the heck went on with that. Like so. 
But I like what you asked, though. You said, well, what are, what are we going to – you said, what, 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 what should we do or something like that? Yeah. And, and yeah. this was actually wonderful because when you told me that story, I was thinking what I would have done even before you said that question. <clears throat> I would have been, you know, hey, thank you for honesty. You know, go ahead and uh, go ahead and just take it, um, you know, that type of thing. But I love that you asked the question. What, well, what, what should we do? Yeah. And I love that because now you put that – on them to say, you know, oh yeah, I should give you another dollar, or and then and then at that time you could have said, you know what, because you were honest about it, just keep the dollar. I mean that that right. that could have happened, but I yeah, wouldn't even I, have gotten that opportunity because I wouldn't have asked that question. So I think that was yeah. a beautiful question. And I think in his mind he's like, hey, I just saved you a ton of money by telling you that it was all wrong. I'm going to take my dollar commission for that, you know. Which I guess it's a buck, right? Maybe he's being sarcastic. He sees it as just a buck. He's a good client. His kid's been training for four years, you know, that kind of thing. They come to all our events, you know, but I just didn't like the way it was handled. It left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But I guess it was a joke and, hey, listen, you owe it to me because I helped you anyway kind of thing. Um, I guess I could look at it that way as well. But you know what's interesting? I just spoke with Stephen Hayes, who's a ninja master and uh, instructor, and he said to me, I forget what post it was on that I posted something, and he said something like, um, ask the question, what is it that I can do to help? And then I thought maybe he, um, he, he saw a TV show that I watched, where the, it's called New Amsterdam, and it's the season's over, but it's a premise of this hospital that will do whatever it can for its patients. It's not about money, it's not about medicine, it's just about healing the patient. And his big thing in the show is, well, what can I do to help? The heart, the heart place of the hospital is not working well. There's too much bureaucratic garbage. What can I do to help? And I, I kind of like that idea, like what can I do to help? And I've been trying to use that approach more with parents where they're going, like, I can't afford to train. Well, what can I do to help then? Like I had a mom the other day wanted to sign up their three kids, but she really doesn't have the money. I said, what can I do to help? And she said, I don't know what to do. And I gave her like six different ideas, and now she's polling all of her family members to pay for tuition so that she could save money, uh, you know, get the money paid for rather than them. He goes, listen, don't buy them an ugly T-shirt. Don't buy them a silly video game. Pay for their tuition. So now she's working on raising capital for their first year of tuition. Very so good. what could I do to help? You know, so I don't know. Well, maybe that's the case. But you're right. You got a, you got a tough decision to make. But what do I ask her? What can I do to help you steal some more of my product? But Right, yeah. What can I do to help? Should I put that in your trunk for you? should I take the merchandise for free? Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe she has an issue. Maybe she's a kleptomaniac, you know, like who knows? You just never know. And by the way, as you said, judo real quick is like you, you, you're going to hurt the kids. And that's what we always think about. But you know what? Attached to those amazing kids are sometimes horrific parents. Right. And I'm not being like this facetious negative person. I'm just saying like, sometimes I love these kids and I, like, I have a lady that never paid on time. Her credit card always bounced. She promised me money. Oh, I'll give it to you. She literally is my one of my bank managers down the road. She still owes me two months of tuition. When I texted her, it's a game now for me. Hey, you ever going to pay me that money? Oh, I'm sorry I'm out of the country for the next three weeks. Like, you couldn't afford to pay me my $260, but you could go to a different country, right? Like, so it just, is, it just shocks me sometimes. But um, anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, who was it that said that I should cancel him over the phone? Somebody said that, right? Was it that, David was, that was Brett. Yeah, Brett. Oh, Brett. Okay. Yeah, he wrote, I wouldn't even want them to come in. I would just do a phone canceling. And you know what? You don't have to do it, dude. You could give it to one of your staff members. 
oh, I don't mind doing it. That's not the thing. That's yeah. not the thing at all. I just, you know, um, it, it's just, it's what it is is stupid that I or anybody else in this industry have to be put in those situations because of um, people's decisions. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know? that's much stress, right? It's like, you know, like, do why do we want to deal with it? Like, why? Why? Like, you know, it's just our, we don't teach martial arts for stress. We, you know, that one parent I spoke about on a few calls when I was venting for the last, you know, a few weeks ago for like a few weeks in a row that the dad did not want to reschedule his kid's Saturday events, but he wanted me to reschedule my promotion with 25 people to right. make it more convenient from him. Then we eventually, he eventually made it and came to the promotion. And then when I said, ah, how did it all go? You, you, are you excited? You're proud? He goes, yeah, he got his belt, and, and my wife lost a day's worth of pay with you. And then they were up for renewal the next week, and he said, yeah, we're not renewing. I said, you should have just told me that. I would have gave you the belt. Like, why bother coming? If you're quitting over that, and that's what you really wanted, the belt cost me $4 or $5. I would have given you the belt if that's all that mattered to you and your kid. I mean, in fact, why don't I just give you a green belt? Like, you know. But um, it was ridiculous, but I was like, you know what? I walked away at a certain point. I was trying to be logical and talk to him. He didn't want to hear it, and I just said, okay, I'm going to walk away now and go and teach. Listen, have a great day. And then when the kid left, he's walking out the door. The little six-year-old turned and goes, we quit, and the door closes. I'm like, wow, great lesson for your child, right? Right, yeah. Well, maybe now that I'm thinking about this, and I know we need to, to get off the air here, but uh, <clears throat> uh, maybe I wait and see if they pay for that one that she knows that I know about. Right. And then <clears throat> after that, if she doesn't bring up the second one that she actually stole, then tomorrow is when I call her on the phone. And I just say, you know, I wanted to let you know that, uh, I, you know, that this happened. You took another shirt. Uh, you did pay for one, but you didn't pay for the, ex the other one. I gave you the opportunity yesterday for you to come clean, and you didn't. So right. you guys are no longer welcome here. Um, yeah. At this point, I'm not going to press charges, but you guys are no longer welcome here. Yeah, and listen, and, you know, we're always worried about social media backlash. So, like, she writes, Dwayne Brummett, the worst guy in the world, TriStar Martial Arts, such a crappy school. And then you write, oh, are you the woman who took T-shirts without paying for them? That, and that's why you're no longer with us? That's all you'd have to say. People will immediately know um, that, you know, this is what's going on. You know, you know you, but then again, this much stress, do you need to deal with it? I like your choice. Ask her to see if she's going to pay for that shirt. See if she says, oh, I had taken another one and I forgot about it. And if she doesn't, you just say, hey, listen, as she pays you for that shirt, and then you pause and you go like, what about the other shirt you took? Are you going to ever pay me for that one? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, well, my employee was going through the video surveillance. For, we do that every night. And we saw that you took other shirts without asking. Simple. There we go. Yeah. Right? I want to give the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah, but we know the answer, right? We know, like, the benefit of the doubt is, you know, we know the answer. She stole. She's a she's a get over, a criminal. And, you know, there's nothing you could do. People are funny that way. I mean, when I was a mm -hmm. landscaper, I'd sell Christmas trees. And I sometimes, one time I was tying this gorgeous Christmas tree in the trunk, but I didn't have a scissor, my knife to cut it. So I didn't finish the knot and I walked away and I heard the car peel out and it went down the block, but it wasn't tied in. They hit the right hand turn, the tree fell out. I walked the block, grabbed my tree 
and said, like, I can't believe they were going to steal a Christmas tree. Like, but people would climb my fence, steal trees. I mean, this is supposedly a, a holiday where you're supposed to be good, right? And they'd be putting up a tree in their living room that was stolen. But then I thought, like, maybe they just can't afford it. But then again, they're probably buying games, and they couldn't afford my tree, but they could afford all the other stuff. So, again, she's just a crook. Yeah, and, you know, um, I know that we, yeah, somebody had posted the, the fact that, uh, you know, kind of like what you said, I, I would ask her to come clean during the first uh, conversation. My only right, problem right. with that is, is is what I think will probably happen is if she does come in to pay, the kids will still be in class, then I ask her to come clean and she doesn't, and then I tell her that she has to leave. What do I do, pull the kids off the floor and send them, and, and, and she could be creating a ruckus there. I don't. I, I think giving her the opportunity to come clean, without letting her know that I know about it is good enough. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. calling the next day and just saying, hey, look, I gave you the opportunity. You didn't, so don't come back. You know. And then that way there's there's no strike that's going to happen out on, on the floor. There's no strike that's going to happen in the lobby because I honestly do think that she would be that type of person. I really do. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you know what? You could tell a person's character. You know the ones that are the drama – people, the ones that are negative, you know, the ones that cause trouble. I mean, again, I I had situations where this mom badmouthed the dad all the time, and and I never met the dad. And I'm like, I expected like this, whatever vision of the Mm -hmm. person to look like to walk through the door, this tattooed, you know, troublemaker, you know, guy. and all of a sudden through the door comes this clean cut guy in a suit and tie, and I'm like, hey, who are you? Oh, I'm so-and-so. Like, I had a vision after hearing all this negative, negative stuff, and I got to know the guy, and the guy seemed to be a great guy. And the one thing I do know is sometimes they're not great to the person they're with, but they could be great people. They just don't mix. It's like oil and vinegar, right? right? Sure. You know, and yeah. sometimes a person who seems to be a bad person, a terrible person, ends up being a good person. They just were bad when they were with the other person. They didn't mix well. But um, I don't think well, and see, people might here- with Here's the other thing that I need to take in consideration on all of this is this is a learning experience for my head instructor because when I open up the second location, I'm not going to be there all the time to deal with these things, and he's going to have to deal with them. And so I need to be the example on how to move forward for him to do that because, quite honest with you, he he would just, like, meet him at the door and just say, "Uh, don't come in. You stole from me. Don't even walk in this establishment. Like, I mean, that's how clean-cut he is. You know, that type of thing. And not that that's wrong, because that is one way to approach it. But I, I really want to set a standard, um, because then, you know, I have this second location. I have somebody else running that. They need to see that example as well. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm excited next week to hear what you did. Okay. <laughs> um, we're all, all right, excited. Well, so, and so, everybody, so, hey, everybody, thanks for your input, too. I really appreciate it. I really wanted to yeah. kind of um, uh, hash this out with a few people, and this has has given me the platform to be able to do that. So I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, great interaction today. A lot of good people on board. Such a good call. Dwayne, looking forward to next week, and thanks so much for sharing with me, and uh, we'll chat soon.